Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Bandwagon Nerds is taped in front of a live studio audience. Again, fellow basement dwellers, nerds of all kind, welcome back to another edition of Bandwagon Nerds here on the Chairshot Radio Network, a part of the Chairshot.com, where we remind you to always use your head. I am your host for the day, Dave Unger, the lawyer Dave Unger, coming at you today. Patrick O'Dowd still gone for one more week. Um, he's got work to do. Ray is very happy about that. <laughs> Uh, Patrick will be back next week, and he did want me to remind you, noble listener, if you're one of the 27, that the 70s Project returns next week with our best family shows of all time. Tune in to find out how Ray Cash, Dave Unger, and PC Tunney absolutely piss off. Maybe Aesop Mitchell as well. I included with you and Ray. That's total BS, man. <laughs> if I could steal a line from a different show that I do, that's total BS. Will, I behave there. We will, you guys you guys are the fucking ones that can't read the rules. The rules. Uh, uh, anyway, I yeah, stand. Actually, honestly, I, love the way, I love the way you said the rules, by the way. Because the rules. Aesop, I'll, I'll put it to you. Fantasy Island, 70s show or 80s show? What do you think, man? Uh, I mean, 80s, 80s. Dallas, Dallas, 70 or 80s. (laughs) Victory. Victory. You you missed on that, Aesop. You think you knew what you're talking about, but you're wrong because the argument is you flip the what you picked, by the way. That's all right. He's Aesop Mitchell. Welcome back to the show, Aesop. We missed you last week when we were talking about stuff last week. How are you doing, man? I know we talked off air about your thrift shop prowess apparently Uh, hard flex hard flex on all of you and i have no problem doing so um 
late, great, mean Gene Okerlund and I have had many a talk or had many a talk about uh, all the thrift shopping fun that we used to have. And uh, it was one of the coolest conversations I've ever had in in my wrestling career because uh, Mean Gene was apparently a huge Goodwill dude. We can we bring back Aesop's non K fables on DWI and you could just tell actual stories. I could do that too. All right, booked Good it. One. Yeah, <laughs> stole that from all you guys. Booked it. Uh, welcoming. You've already heard PC Tunney. You've heard Aesop Mitchell. You already heard Ray Cash celebrating that Patrick is not here this week. So Ray. Ah! You know you're going to get booed off the air next week when Patrick returns. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing good. Uh, thank you. But I don't think I'm going to get booed because we're we're the only two of the of the family watching uh, The Last of Us. So, like, I got a one-time get-out-of-boo-free card. Get a get-out-of-jail-free card. Yeah, get no, you boo, no boo for one week. For not starting a homework assignment that isn't due for, like, three weeks, five weeks. I don't know. Why do I those, Ray, Ray is like, oh, you, you two are the only ones. Are you watching, Are you watching Last, Last of Us? Of Us? Yes. Why does it matter? Why does it matter? to respond in the chat. Honey, they're like they're like those kids that we went to school with who would like get the project done a month in advance, you know, and we'd be sitting there scrambling it, at the last second. It literally, it literally has nothing to do with that. I have zero short term memory, so I I need to wait until the last second to watch this thing. <laughs> What's funny is though, Dave, that's literally who I was. If I got the syllabus at the beginning of the of the school year. It'd be done halfway through the school year. That was me. So yeah, I think you're we're right. gonna we're gonna change Tunny's name to Ten Second Tunny because that's the ooh, extent of ooh. his memory. Not ooh, for other things. Rough. Not for right. other things, Tunny. Close though. Out of context, very rough name. That's right. If we just put that as a as a show title, that would be a problem. Ten Second Tunny. I think All we right. could keep the ambiguity. <laughs> People would. Be- find it hard to believe that i'm also mr saturday night then you know what i'm saying <laughs> wasn't uh did you watch saturday night live this week tony wasn't pedro pascal on there yeah i once again i didn't have time i had a lot going on um <sighs> that was supposed did you watch supposed... no i was working but for, for a man who takes mr saturday night so seriously I have, I have it recorded i mean like sometimes you have stuff to do would you watch it on a Sunday? That makes you Mr. Sunday afternoon at this point. That's okay. In which 10 second Tony makes never even more sense. Well, never heard any complaints, by the way. So <laughs> you take it up with the judge. There was, there was the judge skit. I, I haven't seen it yet, but there was I, a skit I, that I, got, that's getting a lot I, of uh, traction. There was a skit that's getting a lot of traction uh, he, where he was like, they, they parodied The Last of Us as Mario. Yeah. That's going to be priceless. So, I yeah. got to check that out. So, noble listener, here's what we got on this episode of Bandwagon Nerds because we are in the uh, hiatus of the 70s project for one more week. And we are a week before the Super Bowl. We are going to do an episode that will be entitled Fantasy and Football. And what we're going to do on the first half is the fantasy stuff. And we are going to talk about one subject and one subject entirely. Big announcement happened earlier this week. James Gunn on Tuesday announced. What he has planned for chapter one of the DC universe as he envisions it with gods and monsters. We are going to talk about that. Then after our commercial break, we will come back and we are going to do an ultimate. And I know it's not really a fantasy football draft. It is an ultimate. I don't know what you would, what would you call it? Tony ultimate fantasy team that we're drafting here. We're going to do something that. What do you all time NFL draft? There you go. All time yeah. NFL draft that we're going to do. Madden style. Yeah. 
fantasy style. Oh, but we're not doing a fantasy football draft. It kind of is, but we're you know I think we're trying to avoid mixing. We're trying to avoid crossing the streams, Aesop, and keeping fantasy on the first half and not so much the second. But anyway, on the back half, we are going to draft our own all-time teams. We're going to draft two quarterbacks, a combination of six running backs, wide receivers, and tight ends, one kicker, one team defense, and a head coach. Every player in NFL history or any defense in NFL history is available to us, and we're going to see what kind of teams we come up with. Kind of a fun little thing because nerds are sports fans too. In fact, more often than not, nerds are sports fans. And so in celebration of Super Bowl, whatever number it is, I've lost track. It'll be the Chiefs and the Eagles. We do know that much. We're going to kind of have a little football fun today. But let's get into it, guys. Let's talk a little DC, a lot of DC. Um, I'm sure we all saw the video. We've probably watched it several times by now. James Gunn coming out on Tuesday in a, what was it, six-minute video, seven-minute mm-hmm. video, six or seven six minutes. minutes. Yeah. He came out and he laid out his vision for what he's calling chapter one of his DC universe, as he imagines it, which he's calling Gods and Monsters, where they are actually going to, again, yeah, and I know where there's a lot of skepticism and we will talk about that, that his vision is going to integrate live-action movies, animation, video games, and TV series. All actually one continuity, which DC has said many times in the past they didn't want to do that, but now we've got Gunn and Saffron doing it, and they laid out kind of their vision for where they're going with this whole thing. Before we get into the specifics, I'm going to turn it over to you first, Ray. I know you you thought that this was way too outside of the box for these guys, and, and you had some concerns about it. You are not alone in that sentiment going around the nerdosphere. Um Go ahead, man. Your first impressions as to what they laid out, stuff you're excited about, your concerns, mm. things of that nature. First off, let me say I'm I'm appreciative and thankful and excited that he gave us something because there was a lot of concern about this new regime coming in. We don't know what's going on with the four projects that, that with the four projects that are still to come out. We wanted to kind of know, all right, well, where are we headed? So the fact that we got some information is massively important. So I'm thankful for that. I am skeptical. I'm massively skeptical for a couple of reasons. First and foremost, while James Gunn and Peter Safran have done nothing to not earn my trust, Warner Brothers Discovery has. I have no trust in them as a company whatsoever. And so the idea to start off and no matter what they do, they're going to get compared to Marvel. And that's that's inevitable and it's not their fault it's not their fault but it is what it is so with the idea of them starting on a bit of a different basis with a little more um extraordinary subjects and properties i'm with that i can understand wanting to not just start off with the big three and then build from there i can respect that however when you're building a universe, you're building a, you're building a a um, sequential order of movies or television shows or and the synergy what they're trying to do. You're you're expecting people to support it. Like I'm sure people watch it, they'll be fine. People gotta want to watch it in the first place. So there's already a an, an entire mountain of skepticism when it comes to people in DC. They just Scrapped the whole movie that was done, whether it was going to be good or not. It was finished. They scrapped it. 
they couldn't get they couldn't get a recoup a dollar out of it, even though they spent a whole year or however long making the movie, right? So to see that they're starting off with animated series and like series about tertiary characters and series about people that the majority of people who would watch these movies or watch these these properties have if they've heard of them it's like way way down on the list people way less more known than a bad girl you know what i'm saying saying. so it's just weird to me that that's the choice they made and I, i i i truly do believe that they have full the full leeway of the company and and i don't think the, the company's gonna undercut them i hope not but like you gotta earn it before you can take chances we ain't get guards of the galaxy until phase two right we didn't get these more weird you know obscure properties until in marvel until we got down the line they hit you with banger 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 and then once you're like okay we got you now we can take some chances the first thing on this list is Creature Commandos. I've never heard of that before. And I don't doubt it's going to be dope. But, like, that's what you're starting off with? We're starting off with Creature Commandos, then Amanda Waller, who is dope, Viola Davis, best actress hey, right, in the right. world. Hold up. Keep, let, let's, let's table the specifics for a minute. Okay? Sorry, let's sorry. Just, yeah. No, I mean, I'm trying to, I'm channeling Patrick. What the hell's wrong with me? It's like, it's like those commercials. Those, I'm turning into my dad now. I need somebody to come in and try and, you know, tell me not to do these things. But, Dave, Dave, the waiter doesn't need to know your name, okay? That's right, yeah. I Where's the bourbon? Nine, nine out of ten times, a text will work better than a voicemail. Anyway, Aesop, I, I just want to get over to you. I know you are a big DC skeptic of this whole situation. Um, let's get your general overview before we kick in, and then we'll kick it over to Tony, and then we'll kind of break down some of the specifics. But your thoughts on on this announcement? I wouldn't say I'm a skeptic. I'm just not ready to crown James Gunn the savior that DC needs. I mean, people are so quick to make him the fucking Lord on high when really (laughs) what has DC ever done as far as the consistency department is concerned? I, I mean, I guess, yes, animated movies they are relative, you know, relatively very, very, very strong. But you know, let's just be real: the animated movies don't make money like that. Not in terms of the live action, and unless you plan on making those animated movies, you know, the the big box office breakers, you're just not going to even come close to Marvel. And and like Ray said, unfortunately, your name is attached to Marvel as well. Not only because it's a comic company versus comic company, but you have fucking James Gunn in the role. And he is an integral part of the Marvel lore, uh, at least the production portion of all that. What I said was, I'm not ready to jump all over the James Gunn universe in the first movie. I need two. Two is consistency. And I, I don't want like, one good, one bad, one good, one bad. No, I want two consistently good ones. You know, we talk down about certain Marvel products, but as a single entity, they aren't bad. They're just not up to the standard that we had for Marvel, right? Eternals. Eternals isn't a bad movie, but when you look at it in comparison to what like Avengers did and everything, you're like, 
okay, this isn't uh, this isn't what I was expecting. James Gunn has a fuck ton of work to do, and let alone having to deal with other truck nuts like fucking Ezra Miller and Zachary Levi, you know, really making his job difficult. I, I'm just not ready to be like, Oh, can't wait. Here we go. Just, just slow your roll people. Slow your roll. Tony, you're, you and I are the bigger DC fans out of the group here. Um, your thoughts on this announcement from a general standpoint before we start talking about specifics. Are you uh, skeptical that they can pull this off? Or are you optimistic somewhere in between? Can't wait. Here we go. That was quick and easy. So wow. No, I was a fucking mocking ace out there. Okay. <laughs> hey, except you sounded like goofy when you did it. What the fuck was that? I'm wearing a Disney that's, shirt. What that's Disney. Me, yeah. First, like I back DC fucking wearing Marvel shit. How is <laughs> Duck? How is Ducktales Marvel? Same family, bro. It what? They're owned by it the is... same parent company. Jesus Christ! Keep drinking your beer. Will you they, let me know hey. when Uncle Scrooge shows up at the MCU? Okay, hey, it's my turn. Hey, hey, we need Howard the Duck. Say another word, Ray, and I am they taking claim the same hood, Ravens. bro. They claim the same hood. Yeah, I'm taking the Ravens. They sure. represent the same Marvel. All right. See, Ray gets it. Go watch the menu <laughs> again, please. No, no, we I'll be good. I'll be good. Tech. No, 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 I'll be good. Hey, stop. I'll be good. Please don't make me go watch that. <laughs> okay, thank you, thank you. I'll watch Morbius before you watch the menu. Oh, wow. No, I don't think so. The menu wasn't that bad. We were scraping the I'll bottom watch, of the barrel. Even I'll watch the menu before I watch Morbius. <laughs> <laughs> Tony, do you have any there legit thoughts about this announcement? Yes, I. I have the full confidence in them to tell these unknown character stories well and, and make them really good movies. Right. Um, I just, how they going to weave in the big three, right. And how are you going to, how much are you going to use them? What, what's the story going to be when they're there? I think that's the big thing that like hardcore DC fans want to know, because you can do as much as you want outside of that, but when it comes down to it, they have to be involved in a gigantic storyline arc in some way, right? That's just DC. Dave's shaking his head. Aesop's not because you're not the DC guys that a, that Dave and I are. Like you were not. Marvel is different from DC in the fact that DC is overshadowed by three characters, where Marvel is basically just this plethora of really solid different entities that have superpowers and, and really super well, gadgets. I mean, really? It, I like, mean, are you, it, are you, are you including the entire entity of the comics and everything that's gone on or just the past, you know, MCU time? I'm talking about the entire entity of the comics. I, I, I'm, I'm just saying, like, I, I get what you're saying. And yes, does Marvel have a, bigger fan base as far as like the across the the stretch of the entire you know universe sure but you know if you're like oh ghost rider well yeah like people know who ghost rider is but ghost rider doesn't have that type of pull to be like lumped in you know what i mean like that's no i'm talking about how they're going to use superman and batman and wonder woman and how mcu doesn't have that burden on them when they started this venture they don't also don't have the burden of themselves coming before them. 
Well, let me. The reason why I think Tony's right is because think about the fact that Marvel became the biggest and most highest grossing world without Wolverine and the X Men and Spider Man. Like the most popular characters for them historically were nowhere involved, right? You know, because Marvel has number one, they did the movies well and they did great marketing and great casting, but Marvel has a number of people that are known spider-man by far is number one we get that but with marvel with dc if it's not with respect to wonder woman she deserves to be up there but if it's not batman or superman 90 percent of people don't care about these if it's well, not batman uh, batman just like mops well, yeah. her with all fucking products and no, no other indeed. than superman no because look the thing is the only two <laughs> if you think about it the only two dc characters who i mean I go back to this. Superman and Batman have been mentioned in MCU movies. I mean, that shows you how different of a level that they are are perceived. You know, you don't see, I mean, I think Iron Man might have gotten mentioned in a DC property at some point, but um, let me kind of give my overall general feelings about this because I like the fact that they're not shying away from the, the Marvel comparison, that we have to have a continuity right now, that they're actually just saying, okay, this is the way it is. Everybody's wanted this. We keep getting compared to the, to Marvel. Let's steer into that skid. Let's not shy away from it. Let's not try and be something different. We're going to do our own continuity, and we're unapologetically saying, yeah, we fucked up, and here's what we're going to do. Um, my biggest concern is, you know, I like, agree with you guys. I think Gunn's got the best of intentions, and he's got the vision to pull this off. The problem for me is, like Ray said, when you're talking about the MCU and you've got Disney backing you, as opposed to the DCU and you've got WB Discovery who Gunn and Saffron can have all the best intentions in the world. But WB Discovery is not the most stable company. And you get a change in ownership and it all they say, no, we want to go in a different direction. Thank you, James. Thank you, Peter. Yeah, they're just you're, not back. You're, dismi- you're dismissed. We're going to go and do something different. That is a mm-hmm. very real risk, in my opinion, at this point in time. You don't have that with Disney and Marvel. So they have they're solidified. They're solid. They're stable. You don't have to worry about that with Disney. With this thing, yeah, you know, they are in such a state of flux and things are far from stable. Like, you know, we could debate all day long whether Batgirl should have been released or not, whether they should have made some money back or not. But I think at the end of the day, the biggest concern I have is the stability and what if there's another change in leadership and they just say, no, no, dog, we want to go in a different direction. No, that's a great point. That's that's a great point because there's so much uncertainty between the company. But even just within what Gunn and Saffron are doing, there's uncertainty because they've acknowledged essentially Flashpoint's going to be kind of a reset. Right. Right. And I think that was one of the most important announcements we got is that they established this Elseworlds concept. We wondered. That's what I was getting to. Yes. We wondered what was going to happen with Robert Pattinson's Batman. It's an Elseworlds. This lies here. This lies there. That's right. You You know, the Joker. It's it's an Elseworlds. It's not strictly tied in to the DCU and it's just kind of out out there. You know, they talked about how Shazam and I, I absolutely think when we talked about the trailer last week, you got a month delay that just flew under the radar. No one talked about it. They delayed Shazam by a month and you listen to this thing and I'm pretty sure there's some aspect of that that has been reshot to bring that Shazam into whatever vision they're well, doing. I mean, yeah, Peter Gunn even mentioned it. Shazam lies on the outside in a really nice place to add into you know, it, it, it stands on its own, but it also can lead to things. It, it it lends itself to what he's doing is basically what he said without saying it. Right. And Flash is going to be the reset. 
like you said, Ray. But I, I kind of think like that Blue Beetle movie might be the real kind of like, I don't know, soft opening to the DCU yeah, right now. that's fair. That's fair. Well, but then what comes after Blue Beetle? Aquaman yeah. 2. So it's like, I mean, you know, um, Blue Beetle will be a good kind of change because the character is more in line with the ideology of where they want to go. Young, fresh, different. Jaime Reyes has become a, a, a significantly bigger star in the and, comic world. And I will say this, Ray, I don't mean to cut you off. If Blue Beetle oh, does yeah. well, I think that emboldens Gunn and Saffron to say, okay, we're on to something. You know, this is a, a tertiary character that, that, you know, whether he's a level or not, you know, I think it's somebody who's not the big three, who's not a big name. If Blue Beetle does well and is well received and it yeah. makes money, then they're going to say, okay, we're on to the right path here. But let's think, let's think about where we're standing from a PR standpoint. We know about everything about WBD, the bad girl movie adds to that. But just in terms of what's happened to DC and since all of this has happened, they essentially ran Henry Cavill off. They've come out and said Robert Pattinson, who the majority of people accepted was a good Batman and want to see more of him, is not the new DCU Batman. And Gal Gadot may have been taken out of Shazam and it's possibly maybe even probably gone from Wonder Woman. So now we're starting, the only person that's still rocking in the same thing of the new movies they listed is Viola Davis, right? So it's like... And Affleck. He's going to direct, he's not going to be in the movies. I don't know, man. He might not be consistently in, but, they're like, not consistently, sorry, that's the wrong word, but like, confirmed to be in, I, I sincerely doubt it, and I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why I sincerely doubt it. I'd like to see it, but I sincerely doubt it because the, the Affleck is an older dude, and the version of, of Batman he played was older Batman, but the Batman movie, I know I'm listening to the movie in the list, I'm sorry. Oh, that, I, think, Batman, I think now let's talk specifics as to what we learned. Yeah, the Batman movie that's, that was announced was Brave and Bold, right. which is a younger Batman because he's got Damien. Affleck can't play that version of Batman. I don't he think can't. he could. He could, but he I think you might want somebody a little. You'd want somebody between Pattinson and Affleck as far as age to play that. Yeah, role. you want somebody in their fifties to to be raising a. Is he that old? Yeah, Affleck's like fifty-five. No, he's not. That seems ridiculous. So let let's 55? talk. Let's, let's talk a little bit about the specifics. 50. Talk, he's fifty on the dot. Okay. Okay. Let's 50. talk about the specifics and the, and the lesser known. Let, let's talk the lesser known stuff first. Ray, you mentioned uh, what's the first one coming out? Creature, Creature Commandos. For the record, Dave, you are the most diehard and obscure DC fan I know. You know those those crazy uh, properties of DC that I know about Marvel, right? Have you ever heard of that before? Nope. There you go. <laughs> I, it's it's a pet project for for uh, for James Gunn who wants to do this thing and and I, you know and you're looking at this thinking this is the entry point. What what the hell is he doing? And I know it's, it's going to be random. It is so random. And I mean, it's this it's, is this is James Gunn's favorite comic. He's a fan of comics, right? So he's like in his imagination, he can see everything from here. Do do you get that from it? Because otherwise, what the hell, right? That's the point you're trying to make. It's 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 a little confusing as to this being the real entry point. This is going to be animated, right? Yes. And I mean, in in that respect, you know, DC doesn't do bad animation for all their faults. They've never done a bad animated thing. They've done some that haven't hit the mark. Killing joke. I'm looking at you. But they by and large have done some great animation. So I think if you're gonna if you're gonna do like if Blue Beetle is a soft 
kind of uh, opening. This might be kind of along the same lines and doing it animated. Maybe that kind of gives you a little bit more margin for error. But I'd argue that DC did good animation because they weren't hamstrung by having to stick with what the live action stuff was doing. They could take their own chances. One of the best animated movies they ever did was the Gods and Monsters movie they did where they went completely away from what was canonical on any form of television or, they or live action. They did that yeah. a lot. And yes. I mean, that's, I'm, I'm hesitant for this creature commandos. I, I wonder how much of this though, is also a shot at Marvel because hmm. creature commandos is pretty much midnight suns uh, to an extent, at least. And you know what I mean? Like that's, that's a big risk. I realize that it's, it's going to be animated versus live action and all that again, but I don't know. That's to me to make that statement right off the bat and be like, yep, that's what we're doing. Boom. Here we go. Werewolves and Frankenstein. Let's go <laughs> bitches. Uh, Ray, what, so what comes after creature commando? It's a Waller, right? Um, the, the Waller. And again, that I I think that'll be a fantastic show. Now, is that, Davis is great. The Peacemaker crew is going to be in the movie. Right. The show. So we're going to get a crossover between Suicide Squad and Peacemaker a little bit more. And, wow. and as long as John Cena is in there, then I'm all you know. I, we won't be able to see him. But as long as he's in there, that's all that really matters. Uh, well, but yes, but also Amanda Waller as a character is one of the most fascinating characters sure. DC has to offer. Sure. Um. Other stuff that they mentioned, you know, kind of turn around lanterns, HBO Max. How well, you... so let's go in order. Go Superman ahead. Legacy. You got is next. you got the order. Yeah. All right. Go go. Superman go Legacy is next, right. and that's gonna be a bit of an origin story where he's trying to balance being Kryptonian and, and human. Maybe Man is still esque, but I'm sure different in some way, form or fashion. Um, and then there's Lanterns, which is a TV show. Now, what excited me about this was the style in the guise of. Uh, um, Hal Jordan and John Stewart under the guise of True Detective. Right. That should be cool. That should right? be cool. So let let's go back to Superman for a second and talk about this because you know obviously the Superman issue has gotten a lot of people pissed off that Henry Cavill no no longer there. He's my man crush, but I'm I'm okay with the whole thing if it fits into the grander vision. That's what they're doing. They've uh, you know James Gunn after he did this announcement kind of started linking in comics that these stories were based on. Uh, the one for Superman is All Star Superman, which is way later in superman's chronology you know at the uh, mm -hmm. he's been all-star superman is where he's been exposed to a basically a lethal dose of of radiation like red sun radiation that is slowly slowly degrading him to the point that he's going to die and he starts doing all this stuff with lois and these other adventures that he gets into uh, i don't know where in that all-star superman timeline this story could possibly fit in but you know, the fact that he's linking to it and using it for some reference, I, you know, I'm not sure. But, yeah, I, I think at this point, Superman Legacy, where, I, you know, I don't know. I don't know what they're doing with this thing. Aesop, you got any, any theories on this story as to where they're going with this Superman, this version of Superman, and why it may or may not work? They, they're they just going to try to go as far away from what Superman has been presented with. Um, I think that'd be their best chance, especially considering that you don't have Cavill. So if you tried to replace Cavill and do any type of story that we've ever seen in any inkling, you're going to get the unfair comparisons. 
Uh, at least, definitely from one Dave Ungar because, you know, Henry Cavill is his man child. Um, but, you know, that's that's going to be my only. Oh, I was wondering what the hell that was for a second. Uh, there's there's just no other way, though. Um, they they have to get as far away from any Superman before this. And there's there's a lot of fucking routes that they can take. Dave Ray, we all know that. And trying to be like, oh, it's going to be, you know, it is probably going to be wrong. <laughs> so let's just be real. Going to be all, just absolutely wrong. Yeah. Let's just get red, blue Superman right out of the way. Well, there you go. And I, and I think if you're going to get away from Henry Cavill, then you've got to get back to more. You know, I, I don't necessarily agree they've got to get away from any Superman that's been portrayed before, because I think they want to get back to Christopher Reeve kind of Superman. Like you're saying, the red and the blue, where you've got this big demarcation between Clark Kent and Superman, which you didn't really get with Henry Cavill's Superman because the two personas kind of merged together. So I, I see them kind of wanting to establish that. Tony, your thoughts on, on, on Superman, and I mean, I think Aesop's probably on the right path as far as where they want to go, but what do you want, what do you want to see James Gunn and Peter Safran do with Superman moving forward? It's tough. What, it's basically, what do you want to see him do with, you know, the big three characters, right? I mean, I guess Superman's the big character. I'd like everything to kind of stay connected with him being out of the picture so that when he does come into the picture here and there, you may not see him, but you kind of feel the presence or, or kind of see what's going on. And, you know, like there's a big problem and someone met with Superman and you just kind of see him fly away. So they don't have to, you know, necessarily cast him, but make him important while telling these other stories. It's kind of like getting a rub from Superman, right? Um, I don't know. It's tough because it's, you, you don't know what the involvement's going to be or where that's going to come into the picture. It doesn't seem like it's set up until like the end of this first kind of chapter. Right. So I like, they gave I, us a I'd release like, date, July 11th, 2025. My birthday. Right. Happy birthday, yeah, Ray. I, it is seven 11. Um, who, who's going to play it? Well, that's, well, that's a million that's, dollar that's question, key, yeah. isn't it? So that's the key. Yeah. That's the key. Uh, switching away from Superman, though, equally important nailing this Lantern series. You know, Green Lantern is not the big three, big five, definitely. You know, I think if you if you extend the DC hierarchy to include Flash and Green Lantern, he's in can, there. Can I ask a question, quick? I'm sorry, and go back a little bit, real quick, before you get into Green Lantern. Sure. When does when does Deadpool three come out? We don't know yet. They haven't really. It's, it's in the next phase. Yeah, yeah. Keep talking. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. I'm looking. You're, up. You're, you're. Are you thinking Ryan Reynolds? You're not thinking Ryan Reynolds, are you? Wouldn't that be an awesome Superman though? Like he could he can pull off the Clark Kent side of it if that's what you want to do. Wow. Think that, about it. Well, that would be just. I mean, that's almost like. No, I mean, I, okay, Ray, Ray shaking but his no, head. No, no, like, so, that would be no. insa- that'd be insanity, no. wouldn't it, to go from that to that? It'd be like so, Chris, November it'd be 8th. like somebody going from the Human Torch to Captain America. Oh wait, they did do that. No, November eighth, twenty twenty four is when it it'd comes like out. Be like being on Nitro on the same night. Ah, there you go. It, it, yeah, I, I get y'all talking about the 
the shock of him switching. Cool. Patrick is hating this it, hardcore it, right now. I'm getting booed it, next week. He would have. He Ray, wouldn't work though. Ray, you're in the clear for a bit on this one. Ryan Reynolds wouldn't work. Superman's not funny. Clark Kent is not funny. The thing about Clark Kent or Superman is interesting. What's interesting is how much he cares about people. But he's not an interesting person. That's why Lois messed around him all those years before she was like, I guess I gotta be with this dude. How many times did you watch the Drita comic and Lois was like, oh yeah, that dude's interesting. You're just my homeboy over there. Because he was boring. Sorry, Dave, but it's the truth. He was deliberately boring to throw people off the scent, man. So right. Yeah, I think he I think Cal L's boring too, bro. It's kind of fun to That's, think about. You are you just you're not a Superman fan, Ray. We already have established this a long time ago. So, <laughs> but I think going back to Lanterns, though, um, if you've got to get something right, and there's pressure to get something right, arguably Lanterns is the most important thing you can do. Get got to get Hal Jordan right, got to get John Stewart right, got to get the show right. I agree with you, Ray, that if it's going to be a true detective sort of thing, and they really are space cops, then it's promising. But again. We've all said it so many times. It's casting and story. So much of this comes down to casting and story. You got to get those both right. Now, Gunn said all the right things about story. He said how story is king, and that's the most important thing. But you got to get the casting right. We don't know who Superman's going to be. You know, Lanterns, though, they got to get that casting right. A- Aesop, you, are you a big Green Lantern fan? Do you agree with me that they've got to get this show right if they're going to have any hope with this? Uh, I mean, they got to get Jon Stewart right. Uh, I'm going to be completely frank. Hal Hal Jordan is is important. Don't get me wrong. John Stewart is very important because uh, you know not not to play that card, but having that uh, that African American hero is truly important. Think of what uh, Black Panther did for Marvel, right? Think of even what Falcon did as well, um, and. We know that the original Justice League, or not original, I guess, but the Justice League movie kind of did cyborg dirty. Uh, let's just be honest. And people kind of took, you know, to that, uh, took offense to it. Um, Ray's is back. Uh, yes. So let me let me ask you this, Ray. How much more important do you think the casting of Jon Stewart is over Hal Jordan? Massively. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm glad I'm glad that we are on the same page with that because yeah. <laughs> just I know you stepped out of the room for it, but um, yeah, I, what I said was basically like think of how important Black Panther was to Marvel, yes, and even to a smaller extent Falcon, you know, two very important characters. If you fuck up John Stewart, you ain't bringing this shit back. And Ray That's- Park, Ray Park had a lot of bad things to say about his time Ray Fisher. in sorry Ray Fisher my fault. I was like I was like Voldemort was talking shit about us that's Ralph Fiennes never mind Ray, Ray Park's Darth Maul never we really Maul, messed that yeah. up there uh, you go wow Patrick's Ray just like Fisher. he's three Patrick yeah. just threw his uh, phone through the wall at listening to this so. <laughs> Ray Fisher had a lot of bad things to say about his time with with uh, DC and Again, they did Cyborg so dirty. They just did him so fucking dirty. So two quick things. Number one, to Ray Fisher's to Ray Fisher's credit, his issues weren't with DC. It was with um, Joss Whedon and with Walter Hamada. Both people are gone, right? 
But well, he's already been shit. We already knew that. One hundred percent. Um, he's already been essentially blackballed. Sure. Um, John Stewart is important to get right. I don't mean to be disrespectful to Hal Jordan, but Hal Jordan could just be your ordinary white dude. And I don't mean that to be disrespectful, right? Um, to but, an extent, you are right. I mean, yeah, right. The intri- the the more eccentric lanterns or Guy Gardner, Kyle Rayner, right? Want to get deeper into Simon Baz, Jessica Cruz, who should be the lantern that gets propped up. Anyway, my question was, if you're talking about like top tier guys, I know uh, Manhunter. He he shows himself to be a black dude sometimes, but not always. But like, who's the top black person in DC hero? If you're not talking about Black Adam, John? <laughs> he's not. A, he's but he's not. A, right? Mr. Terrific? Vixen? Is that what we, that, is that how low we're going? Yeah, I you're you're a hundred percent right. You're a hundred percent right. And unfortunately, I think they kind of used some of the best uh black talent in other roles in DC. Mm. Right? I mean it, think about Black Manta. Yeah, yeah. Tell yeah. me Yeah, yeah, tell yeah. Tell me yeah. he wouldn't have been a bet like a fucking Fantastic, John Stewart. Well, and it's also going to be horribly disappointing because that world is going away. So we may not see Yaya's uh, Black Mantis anymore after Aquaman two. Well, that's a role he could have played for five, six movies. What about like think about this? If uh, Doom Patrol is going away, could Joyvon Joyvon Wade be a good John Stewart? I don't know if I pronounce his name I'm, right or not. I'm not a fan of that dude in general, bro. Like, I he's he's good, but he's I don't like his role. I don't like him as Cyborg, number one. I don't think he's he's a good actor, but I don't think superheroes is his bag, personally. I, I, and that he's the one thing about Doom Patrol that turns me off of it. I don't like it. Yeah, and uh, you know, another thing too is there's not a lot of young black talent out there either. Um, or at, at least with name value. And I'm not speaking to anyone else, but like obviously some of the some of these stronger, uh, more well-known black actors right now are attached to Marvel already. Yeah, I was going to say, too bad Jonathan Majors is going to be busy for a while being King the Conqueror. Yeah. You just, made me think of, you just made me think of something. You know who the guy should be? Static. What about... Uh, did Did they kill off Hawkman in Black Adam or no? No. No, they did make Aldous Hodge Hawkman, so that's one. There you go. Even though Hawkman isn't traditionally white, but again, there are characters that they're this dude's from Planet Thanagar. Doesn't I mean, matter look what. Look at like Racy Catwoman. Right? Cat, Catwoman was cast. Um, Zoe, you know, Kravitz. Sure, she's half white, half black. But yeah, you're right. We'll see. But whoever they cast, I think we all agree that Lantern's got to be a hit to really push their vision forward because Green Lantern's a mission from. The Justice League was um, profoundly felt. So, yeah, Ray, what what do they got coming up for Lanterns? What was uh, what was the next thing that they'd announced? The Authority, which is going to be a movie based on a team of superheroes with rather extreme methods of protecting the planet, and it's, it first originated uh, under Wildstorm. So, is Wildstorm the black the black one, right? That had Static and all those people on it. Is that Wildstorm? I don't remember. Well, anyway, it, The Authority that, sounds an awful you know lot like Suicide is? Squad. You know what the authority is, though? That's that? Illuminati shit. Oh, okay. Is it? Do you is think, it? Aesop, do you think that 
the authority does that does that lend itself more to a a kingdom come storyline later down the line uh i'm gonna say yeah yeah i i honestly i had just don't know what the fuck dc is doing gods and monsters like you you say gods and monsters but are they actually gonna run a god gods and monsters storyline i don't think so i think this is it's going to be very loose loosely tied to that so then it's like oh well so is it gods and monsters mixed with like kingdom come you know mixed with you know this mixed with that like and really the thing that i just look at is right off the bat creature commandos is midnight suns uh authority is very illuminati-esque and to me it just looks like they're trying to beat marvel to the you know to the punch here i don't know you know that's just me but it's possible it's very well the next one if you don't mind me jumping is paradise lost which is basically a themiscara game of thrones which if you just look at that on paper sounds kind of cool right because the the girl the ladies of themiscara or paradise island as they they call it don't get other than Hippolyta and uh, uh, Diana and uh, Diana. Don't get enough credit. And they all don't. They all, they all of them could be Wonder Woman in a certain extent. Well, let me let me throw so this. At, I mean, that could be kind of cool. Let me throw this to Tunny. Uh, this Ray, this series that Roy Ray's talking about, the women of Themyscira. Can you do that series without introducing a new Wonder Woman? I, I mean, I, I don't see how you do a theory a series about that without having to address the Wonder Woman elephant in the room. Yeah. Right, because it's like the island it's the island she was born on is the, the setting for what's happening here, right? Well right. I mean right. you can you can you can just talk about it. You can have it be the lore. Right? She doesn't necessarily I mean it, that can be the teaser, that can be the in. That that's what I'm saying. That the big three have to be involved somehow in a tertiary sense so that you don't get judged on them but people still anticipate it that want it right i mean that's kind of the booking here that's the way it's got to be i i think the blue beetle is is some way you gotta gotta be very important it's the first thing you're doing and if this is all you know gun and saffron's fantasy booking of dc i'm okay with that how about a new story why can't they use a little from here and a little from there right. i and we, we don't and don't call it gods and monsters right i don't know why he okay, chose that name. fair enough fair enough fair enough i get that but yeah if we don't know that. we You're... don't know the time frame where this uh themiscira story is Is this a prequel is this running parallel to wonder woman's uh, you know debut in the modern world how are we doing this we don't know well, well and that's that's arguably my biggest problem is the fact that they are trying to tie in every fucking form of media into one thing including games that's just... video games too that's yeah, but you a, know yeah. what, Aesop, when the when there's such a gap between you and the top competitor and the main competitor, your main rival, basically your conference fucking rival, don't you want to make sure you try as hard as you can across all platforms to raise yourself up? Eventually. Well, why not start I, now? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I'm, because, I'm with... because you have no ground. You have no ground to stand on. Trying- that's why they're trying to make new ground here, Aesop. That's I agree with you. That's why they gotta make new ground. That's why that's why shit that's in the cans getting cut. 
That's the only reason fucking the only reason the damn Flash movie's coming out is because it's fucking Flashpoint. If it didn't have any fucking more meaning than to fucking get rid of everything else before it, it wouldn't come out. But again, you are you're James Gunn, right? You are taking over this Kevin Feige-esque role. And rather than build up the movies, you are going to build up the movies, the TV shows, the animation, the video games, the fucking soundtracks, the toy line, and you're all going to tie it into one. That they, is a... Did they put two on? Did they, take, did they take too much on? Is that what you're thinking? Yes. It's a massive undertaking. And now you are you are going to, in my opinion... I think it simplifies it. No. No. no it makes yeah. it massively harder. No. No, but no, if no. It hits, it you want to know why? It's because everybody's taking, everybody has the same direction that makes it a lot easier for everybody else who's doing what they're doing in a different craft. We got the same direction. This is what we got to build around. That's it. That's the end of it. You are trying to tie 40 different entities into one story. That is huge. I, to, to, I don't to, think they're. To Sop's point. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with you heavily, but to Sop's point, look how long it took for Marvel to add TV shows. It took like 12 years. They weren't fucking TV shows. Those are miniseries. Those are extended movies. That's because Marvel had zero footprint besides Spider-Man before they fucking started the MCU. But they could have, they could have done it if they wanted to. They tried, they could have tried. They did try. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was canon at first. It's a that's a lot to do, bro. That's a yes. lot to do. Yeah, I think yeah. I, I, I think it's smart to start. For, if you're gonna start, if you're gonna do that, I think it's smart to start doing it at the beginning. But I can understand. Yeah, that's that's there's skepticism with that. that's a lot to to try to accomplish. And if you have twenty different products out there, right? And let's say a quarter of them fucking suck. How do you try to get them back in to that continuity? I think the word that you guys that we've used in a few places, ambitious. This is an ambitious goal by Gunn and Saffron. And whether they can pull it off or not, I I, I tend to agree with Aesop and, and Ray that they're taking on a lot and maybe they're taking on too much. But to Tunney's point, if you have that big of a gap between yourself and your closest competitor, maybe you maybe maybe you take you maybe you're okay sure. taking a risk. Because like what but do we then, have to lose at this point? We gotta do something to, to shake things up. We need every part of our essence to be doing what we're going to do to turn this around. That's basically my point. In okay, like then then sentences. do then do movies and TV. I, Tie those together. I don't disagree with you that it's video games. I don't disagree you know I mean? with your point that it's a lot, but it they need a lot. They need they need a lot, don't they? They need a lot. They, they, they do, but they're also they, well, they don't. No. They need a lot to overtake Marvel. That's here's what they the need a lot for. At the so same why time, bother doing here's that. Here's the problem. Right here's here here's the thing though. DC's floor is a lot higher than Marvel's floor. I don't I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that. No, in the long in the long run, it is because you always have Batman and Superman, so you can always do something. Marvel doesn't have that. But so, that's not going to prop up DC. It's only going to prop up Batman. No, I'm saying. I'm just saying hold up. DC hold up. Hold up. Fail to a certain level. No, no, no. See, that's not true anymore. Like. If you're going off of the original whatever, it's like, yes, okay, you have Batman, Superman. But now Marvel has established that Captain America 
is the guy. Iron Man is the guy. So now they they are able to fall back on top of Spider-Man and X-Men. They can fall back on the Avengers. They can fall back on Thor. They can fall back on all these dudes. They can literally fall back on Guardians of the Galaxy, the original cast. You know what I mean? Everybody thinks thinks Marvel's invincible. They're like two and a half bad movies away from fucking fucking their shit up as well. No, let me me ask you this. It's totally true. Let me put this out to you. Even if DC, let's say Gun and Saffron hit every single aspect of this out of the park. Is there a realistic chance that DC can surpass the MCU? Because I say no. No, no chance. Not anytime soon. No, no, not no. So all the more reason why you don't try to swing for not only a home run in your ballpark, but, you know, it goes into the next one over. Just take your time. You, you need to build trust before you build before you build this fucking universe revenue revenue yes yes and that's the thing though dc is in second place by a wide margin right (laughs) not only not only to first place but also to third so it doesn't matter what they do people are still going to go see you're like you're making making my point for me you're making my initial point for me right there. No, there. I'm not. Right? No, I'm not. Okay. Because hey, yeah, you are. I, and I know you are because too. Dave's smiling. One could argue Image is number two right now, if we're being real. In comics? No, I don't think so. I don't think so, man. Based, Walk, on, based on what? Walk, all the Walking Dead properties. And all the but The Walking Dead ended like three years ago, so I don't think they've That's, got the momentum. There's three Walking Dead shows and four more coming out in the next year. Well, okay, if you're talking about properties that are on TV and in movies, I mean... Yes, just but you still properties don't, that are owned... Coming when, from they re, the, from when, when they redo Spawn, I want to see how that's received and then talk to me about image and that i know pat pat pat's a big spawn fan when is if they redo that and it's really well received then we can talk but until then i agree with aesop it's marvel big gap dc big gap maybe not as big but then image and whatever the hell else is out there. do you think they have a uh if if they go on this path that they are on right do they have a more likely chance of bumping themselves up or knocking themselves down. Knocking themselves down. Absolutely. I, I, yeah, That's I, what I, I'm yeah. saying. So you're better off just taking a little off the top and working yourself up so that way you can afford to take a big hit. I, mean, I, I will I will say this. Let's look at it this way. Their animation has always been magnificent. And they have a, a built-in fan base. And there's no reason to think that they can't keep making great animation. And whether it ties in completely perfectly or not, I think they're safe. Video games, I mean, yeah, we all play it, but I don't think it's going to be mainstream penetration. We're going to say, hey, this shit that happened in this Batman game isn't in this movie. I don't see that being a big risk. But and, and to, to one thing Aesop said that I think all of us could and should agree with is that equity with fans is one of the few things that once that you have to earn, and once you lose it, you can't earn it back. It's goodwill. They don't have it. MCU does. They've got goodwill with their fans. DC does. I should start it. Let's let's be clear. It's not DC. It's WB Discovery. That is where there is a disconnect and where there is no goodwill and there is no trust for damn good reason. What is this? I can't. I can't. It's it's too it's too bright, Ray. What is this? Breaking news. Batman canceled. Well, no. What is this? What does it say, Ray? Kyrie Irving just got traded. Yeah. The Lakers. Dallas. Uh, what? Saw that coming. Do you so for who? 
I, I was you think they off, moved off him to LA? For Henry, they they got traded for Henry Cavill. That's what happened. Right? Yeah, Kyrie's going to be the new Superman. Uh, Kyrie could play Valzada. The first Mark, round pick in multiple seconds. Do you want to... There's, there's a... Yeah, nobody wants Kyrie. There's a few more platforms that you want to you run through. Yeah, let's run them through real quick and then take a break and move on to the football part of this show. So, Batman, Brave and the Bold, which is going to introduce Damon Wayne. And that's Grant Morrison's run, which was phenomenal. I mean, that they, yes. it, talk about, you talk about basing a property off something, that is a solid. And they and that one they can follow really closely, and I don't have any qualms or worries about it. I did. I put it in the thing where I talking to DJ about, you know, the part where Damian Wayne, if they actually kill him off, will be highly emotional if it's done right. So we'll see. Uh, yeah, I have no qualm. I think that'll be a rousing success. The, their, after that, their Batman stuff is the one thing that does have equity, like you're yes. saying. Right? You know, right. Batman will be fine. Right. After that is Booster Gold, which is going to be an HBO Max series. Uh, TV talk, series. A, talk about, or let's stop for a sec. Talk about taking a risk. Booster Gold's a very polarizing character. Yes. That was I, good, though. I read I up on that character, actually. I was intrigued. I, I don't think it's a risk only because you introduced Rubito. And Beetle and Gold are a, a well, team I, that work perfectly And together. again, that goes back to what I said at the beginning of this. Lots of pressure on Blue Beetle. If that works, Facts. then Booster we, Gold we has... Probably get, we probably get Booster Gold in a cutscene or some shit with Blue Beetle. Maybe I, yeah, so. That would be cool. I would I would almost guarantee that. Post-credits? Post-credits? I would maybe, almost maybe. guarantee Post-credit run-in, get a coffee or something. And you know what? Call me crazy, but the kid that played... Um, uh, uh, what's the main character of Cobra Kai? Um, the John, main dude from Cobra Kai, Johnny Lawrence or, or Johnny Lawrence? Johnny Lawrence's kid, who was like the dude that Zolo Zolo fought the whole time. Oh, oh, and Robbie, Robbie Keane. Robbie, I would have Robbie play Booster Gold. <laughs> that might—he's a little young, but that might work. Yeah, but you can Booster Gold's age doesn't matter because it's coming from the future to the present. That's true. That's right. Cool. So he could be 21. Technically, nobody knows. I, I mean, I like the idea of a booster gold series. I, I think that that's one of those thinking outside the box things. Maybe you're too far outside the box, but it really depends Maybe. how people resonate with him because he is a very polarizing character. Tony sold on him. He read up about him and Tony's like, I'm yeah. in. What about what did you read, Tony, that got you sold on him? Well, I mean, just the fact that he's kind of not really, you know, meant to be a superhero, right? He's kind Impo of imposter syndrome. That's what Gunn called it. Booster, exactly. Booster Gold is a tremendous character, but you got to get the right guy for it, too. Here's the thing, though. This is a character that can fake it until he makes it, and that's very relatable. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And then he, Especially he, then, being associated with Blue Beetle, like you said. You yeah. Know? You know what? You know who would be tremendous if he was younger? He's a little uh, Ryan outaged. Ryan. Oh, sorry. Uh, no, I was going to say Kevin Villian. Who? Nathan Fillion, Nathan Fillion would be yeah. A, okay. Would be yeah, I can see that. That's I, the guy. That's the that's the type of of actor that I want to see in that role, where he, yeah. he's kind of got that smugness, um, but it's, you know, it's also it's, kind of a goof. It's funny you say that because I just watched the Big Bang Theory episode where um, I forget who it is, but I think it's Raj and and. Uh, um, Raj and Howard run into Nathan Fillion in a, in a coffee shop and he pretends not to be him. And then they take too long getting the picture and he turns into cranky Nathan Fillion. So that's like a perfect way to go with it because he's a superhero and a star, but he's cranky with people. He's, you know, short tempered, but in the end he could redeem himself. 
but you know, Nathan Fillion's in his fifties. Like he's not going yeah. to be booster gold. He's not yeah. going to be booster gold. It's got to be he, someone younger than that, and uh, that's just unfortunate. But plus, he was in he was in the Suicide Squad and got killed. So that's like, true. Man, uh, he didn't get killed. He didn't get killed. His arms got like blown up. Oh yeah. Was he the one that didn't? Okay, you're right. Because I know one besides the rat, one didn't die. You're right. Okay, we, we never saw him die. It's in, it's implied, but. You know, we never saw him die. What's after Booster Gold, Ray? Last two are uh, Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow. Oh, I'm very interested um, in that one. Me yes. too. Me too. And then they got, and, it, and it's Alan Moore Swamp Thing, which I mean, you know. Yes. This is this is one thing I will say. If you are wrapping your universe around properties written by Grant Morrison and Alan Moore, that's smart. Let's be let's be real about that. Your concerns, your qualms about what they're doing. Alan Moore and Grant Morrison are the, are two of the best, right? Yes. Do, is there an implied entry point for Superman? Because the the Supergirl, you know, the what is it, the severed piece of Krypton that floats away or whatever, she grows up there, and there's no one and everything and everything else. Wouldn't that be great to wait until all that got involved? Like, just hold Superman off until then. Well, well, I I think personally, you have to introduce Superman for your Supergirl. Because Superman's the one that brings Supergirl and teaches her the way of being human, because she comes already grown essentially, right? When she gets well, to to Earth. But it, but if this movie isn't this movie starting telling the story of her living on that piece of Krypton, or no? Is it starting with well, her? It's like super, essentially, Supergirl needs an origin story. I, unlike Superman, who doesn't, I think Supergirl really needs to have her origin story fleshed out. And I, she she is yeah. she's the the darker side of the coin, you know, the other side, because yes. she's going to come in jaded. She's going to have a different perspective. She's uh, hopefully she will kind of, you know, I know, like you were saying, Superman teaches Zora. Is that her name? Zora L or no, that's somebody else. I forget what is Kara. Oh, that's Kara. Kara, right. Yeah. And, and Cal L is the one who kind of teaches her about humanity. But I think she'll teach him some stuff as well. Namely, stop being so fucking naive, Clark. Um, and I, I think that's going to be the important aspect of how you bring her into this whole thing and what she can offer to that. So, yeah, I'm into that swamp thing. Okay. Not, Am on. I wrong? Have they already shown like footage of the Supergirl stuff? No, no, they didn't. They, they, they put some art up, but it wasn't any footage. And I mean, do you think like the Supergirl that we're going to see in the DCU is going to look like the Arrowverse Supergirl at all or be like no, her at all? I, I hope not because that she's bubbly. I don't want this. I don't want her to be bubbly yet. Yes. What I want, me personally, what I want is I want to see John Kent, the the little little boy, be the thing that teaches her humanity, not Clark. Okay. Yeah. That would be something interesting because if we're gonna have Damian Wayne, you're gonna have John Kent clearly super yeah. sons, but John Kent can be a major part of the DCU going forward because he's becoming a major part of DC comics right now. That's a good point. And then the last thing we get Alan Moore swamp thing, which is going to be tied in, but not really a, a, a gun. Didn't come right out and say it's else worlds. He kind of says it's outside, but it's still going to, what do you say? Feed into the main story. You I, know, I, I don't know how they're going to pull I, that off for the life of me. Can understand. And swamp thing is a dope character. I don't mean he's not. But for the life of me, I can't understand why they keep trying to make it work. They they they, they had the whole series you answered, because Ray, he's a dope character. You already answered it. They, they wanted, but he's not important. They, look, look what they did with Man Thing. That that they, is they the made way. that work. They, what if, they yeah, but it wasn't the Man Thing show. Yes, that's what I'm saying. I'm agreeing with Ray. 
I don't think Swamp Thing is like uh, a sole character. It's like the Hulk. Like the Hulk doesn't need his own shit. Facts. Great point. All facts. What if they tackled another genre with it and made it a very much a horror film? Said it's going to be a horror film, horror series. Yeah, but it's but like it's, I mean, it, like super super horror. You know, Swamp, like but, really into the genre. But Swamp Thing is the sweetest thing on the earth. That's until perfect. you piss them off. That's perfect oh. because what goes best with salty is sweet. You know, oh. you gotta have the dichotomy. <laughs> you gotta oh, have boy, the dichotomy, right? Mix. All it's, right. It's, it's, All this right. just goes to my point. It's the redeeming factor. This goes to my point. They're taking way too many chances and tackling far yeah, too many you know different what? things. Here, and I'm glad you brought that up because all I'll say is you guys made it a point. They have a long way to catch up to the ones above them, but they have a long way to fall to the ones below them. So why not try and climb? No, you are sooner. Kind of, no, no, I can't agree with this. In at a strategic all, kind of way because you can't fall below two when you have Batman and Superman. Period. Disagree. End of story. Disagree. You uh, absolutely can. And, and the reason I disagree is because people are people are going to say Batman is Batman. They will not think of it as DC. They already do. They already do. Batman is separate from DC altogether. I mean, in, pe- in some people's minds, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't look at it that way. But anyway, all right, guys, we've beaten the hell out of this topic. I, I mean, we'll have to wait and see. I think we all agree it's an ambitious thing to do. It's got potential. I think we all agree it's got potential if it's done right, and that's the big thing. And WB doesn't pull the rug out from them the second they're not building any the kind of momentum that they want. And I think that's that's the main thing that I'm concerned about. We'll see. We'll see. At least it's something. We got we got a lot more information out of this than I thought we were going to get. And Aesop, you want to say at least, something? At least Tunney's not running it. Because <laughs> let's take our first commercial break. PC Tunney, let people know where they can get all, their hands on some sweet chair shot merch, not the Ducktales shirt, but some sweet chair shot merch on the road to WrestleMania. Where can people get that stuff, man? Head on over to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. Pick yourself up a t-shirt, get it in soft style, spend a few extra bucks, and uh, Chair Shot Radio Network, all of your favorite streaming platforms. We're going to take a commercial break. We'll be right back where we are going to draft our ultimate all-star fan. Well, almost said it. All-star football teams. Best of all time. You're listening to Bandwagon Urge, which is a part of the Chair Shot Radio Network right here on TheChairShot.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. 
If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Why should you visit thechairshot.com? Thechairshot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. All right. Welcome back to Bandwagon Nerds, folks. It is time for us to have a little bit of a football draft here as we are going to draft our all-time football teams. As I said earlier, we're going to draft two quarterbacks, a combination of six running backs, wide receivers, or tight ends, a kicker, one team defense, a head coach, we're going to see the reason I kind of came up with this idea, guys, I've been watching all these America's game stuff over, you know, I, I, I probably, it's like my favorite NFL documentary. I watch it like at least once a year, I go through all of them and it's just great stories. I mean, I even watch stuff about the Cowboys, Ray, you know, I, it pains me, but I'll watch it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it reminds me of a time when the Redskins were really good commanders, whatever you want to call them that they three Super Bowls in the eighties. In the ninety-one, three different quarterbacks. That's the that's the more with one the coach thing. with one coach. So uh, <laughs> Ray's not going to trade. We did the uh, we did the uh, draft order off air before we started, and it came out after we did it. We randomized it like four times. So Ray did this to himself, and the I draft did. order will be: PC Tunney will go first, Ray Cash number two, Aesop Mitchell three. I will be bringing up the rear because that's just you know old guys. That's how we do it. Snake draft, huh? A snake draft, yeah. And then I'll I'll have the first pick for the second round, and we'll do that. And we'll probably get to around, like, after the sixth pick, we're all done with the sixth pick, we'll take our second commercial break, and we will finish it off. PC Tunney and Ray Cash have been going back and forth about a trade because Tunney's threatened to do something that would break Ray's heart, and probably he'd probably just leave and not even do the rest of the draft if Tunney does it. No, I'll finish the draft, but then I just won't show up for, like, two weeks. Okay. So again, every player in NFL history is available. Any head coach in NFL history is available. Any team defense, we're not doing individuals, any team defense from NFL history is available. Tony, what do you got with your number one pick, man? Oh, man. You know, I I want to be a heel, but I'm not going to do it. With my number one pick. I'm taking a kicker, L. Del Greco. Wow. <laughs> I love I love it because, like, yeah, in a regular fantasy draft, you would never, 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 never do that. But here, with so many people to choose from, why not take a kicker number one? Ray, what's your number so, one pick? So I'm going to make you so bad. I'm not going to pick what you think I'm going to pick. I wasn't going to pick him anyway. I was just fucking with you. I know. I know. See, I know you. That's why I called you bluff. I know you very well, sir. I'm so there's you better one... pick them. You better pick them back around, though. Oh, look, I'm not stupid. Yes. Okay. All right. <laughs> yes. All right. All right. I may be All dumb. Right. I'm not stupid. All right. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, but on. my first pick, I'm going to pick the one where this person is leaps and bounds better, 
uh, more successful than anybody else in their own realm. Jerry Rice. Well, I was going to pick him, but I'm going to pick Bill Belichick. Oh, he's taking a coach. Wow, look at that. Kicker and a coach first and second. Baby. Yeah, Ray, we're dominating this draft. Skype high five. Yeah, yeah he buddy. would Bill Belichick yeah. would not have been my first oh, pick as a coach, but that's awesome. Good yeah. job, Ray. Well, I love again, the way this draft is going. Again, I you can you could you could debate his merits, you can debate his talent, you could debate all of that. But numbers don't lie. And if we're going by like success, well, that's true. and if Ray gets close. Brady. If Ray gets Brady, we're screwed. <laughs> Asaf, who's your uh, number one pick on your all-time ultimate team? Well, I mean, since he is out there, I might as well take him. I'll, I'll take Tom Brady. I'll definitely Thomas take Tom Brady. Edward Patrick Brady Jr. He's taking the goat. I'll, yeah, and it's not even close. Well, it actually kind of uh, Tony's got it written down. It uh, kind of is close for me, and I'm going to take the <laughs> running back, the runner up at quarterback for the goat debate. And you can make the argument he's even better because he never lost the Super Bowl. I'm taking Joe Montana as my quarterback. Joe Montana? Yeah, he's the best tackler I've seen since Joe Montana. Joe Montana's a quarterback, you idiot. I meant Joe Montana. So yeah, I'm taking Joe Montana with my uh <laughs> my first pick. And coming back around with the first pick of the second round, I'm going to take who I consider to be probably the greatest running back of all time, and I'm taking Walter Payton. There you go, oh, Pat. Sweetness. It's, a good, sweetness. it's a good start for Team Dave. I, I would think so. Sop, you're up, man. Yeah, uh, you know, if I'm if I'm going to have Tom Brady, I might as well take the best weapon he's ever had. Um, Randy Moss. Yeah, I want Randy Moss. Give me Randy Moss for sure. I just and, really and, want to pick his weapon and not the weapon. But, okay, I'm with you. Moss well, over Rice is an interesting pick, though. No, it's not. Not not in my opinion. Um, the, Jerry Rice, don't get me wrong, is the greatest wide receiver as far as, like, stats. But as far as skill, holy shit, Randy Moss just mops the floor. I agree. But the thing that will always hurt him is he had about three years where he was nobody, and Jerry Rice was great at 42. Yes, but no, you, it's your yeah. list, by the way. You, so you can't be wrong. It's your <laughs> yeah. list. Um, Ray, who are you going with your second pick? So before I before I be too stupid, I have to do. I have to. I have to rock with my boys. The two thousand Baltimore Ravens defense. I got to. Oh, I thought you were going to take Trent Dilfer. Yes, Trent. Dilfer. We made the same joke, but no, Elvis Gerback, sir. Jeff George is the next pick for Ray. <laughs> Jeff Hotsettler. Hey, you know, at least he won a Super Bowl. Tony, who's your second pick, man? Patrick Mahomes. Nice. Ooh. This draft will either age really well or really poorly for you. <laughs> right. John Unitas. Hey. Bart Starr. Joe Namath. Bart I, think I, get pick, I think I get to pick again. Carol LaMonica. Yes. Yeah, you're up, Tony. <laughs> I'll also take Travis Kelsey. Oh, so we're doing combos. I see what we're doing. Gotcha. Got Nicely you. done. Ray, well, who you got? And Aldo Greco is kicking the field goals. You guys are fucked. So I, I appreciate you for giving them to me, but the greatest player in the history of the sport. I'm taking Jerry Rice. I have no problem with that. Look, hey, for the record, for the record, anybody listening? 
Neither one of me and Sock can go wrong. We got the clear number two best receivers in the, ever. So, hey, shout out to us. Yeah. I'm feeling good. Uh, I am going to take one of Ray's boys, though, because I might as well. The greatest at his position all time. I'm taking a kicker. Give me Justin Tucker. Tuck. Oh, nice. I, I thought I could sneak him a little later on in, in this, so I am mad at that. That's a great pick. It's a great pick. So it's he doesn't have Nike. He, he doesn't have a Nike commercial though. Yet, uh, we'll see. Then, then maybe. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So for me, I'm going to go with my third pick. I'm taking a tight end. I'm taking Tony Gonzalez. I like it. And with my fourth pick. I'm taking the 85 Bears defense. <laughs> if it's still Smart. there, I'm taking Smart. it. So for we're we're diehard we're diehard sports fans, so I'm sure a lot of us can think deeper than this. But there really are only four known defense people would pick five maybe that people would pick, and two of them are gone. No, well, yeah, the other the other two are like the Steel Curtain and the Purple People Eaters. That's it. Well, no, I was talking about 2002 Bucks, and I was talking about the Legion of Boom. But and the steel curtain was the fifth that was mentioned. Oh, steel curtain, doomsday defense, orange crush, purple. We were not watching back then, Dave. Sorry, 62 back, 65 bears, the 35 bears, the most takeaways in a single season. The 1902 Stanford Cardinals, by the way. Just saying, just saying. 2023 Eagles. Jesus. All right, it's to you, Sop. I think this is what your fourth pick. Yes, it is. And, uh, and I mean, I guess if you want to take Tony Gonzalez and Travis Kelsey, I might as well just take Rob Gronkowski, too. There's that. Yeah, that's not a bad call either. It rolls to Ray for your fourth pick. Ooh, now it, Ooh, now, yeah. now it really starts to get dicey. Now, now you start to have to think about this shit. Ah, guy without a no, quarterback. I'm, I, well, I'm, that's what I'm saying. I'm thinking, do I want to go ahead and jump to quarterback now, or do I want to go ahead and, and double up on a skill position player i am you know what i'm gonna no i can steal him later on <laughs> yeah i can steal later on um <laughs> ooh, okay i'm gonna go with ray time has expired oh, uh, my bad. i'm gonna go i'm okay i'm okay i'm gonna go with john away oh okay nice call Tony? i hate john I would never. <laughs> no, no, that's nothing against your pig, Ray. I just hate John Elway. Oh, I don't like him as a person. No, but <laughs> I watched that boy on the field. The post call. Uh, okay, so it's my turn. Uh, I'm going to go with a running back. I'm going to I'm going to take Jim Brown. Okay, I I thought about Jim Brown. And then I'm going to go with a receiver coming back around. I'm going to go with Tyreek Hill. Are you just picking okay. the Chiefs? Is that what we're doing? <laughs> it's a Chiefs yeah. heavy draft. Yeah. And I'm picking him with Jim Brown at fucking running back and a goddamn better offensive line and Al motherfucking Del Greco as their kicker to fucking just lay it down. Andy Reeves is going to run the ball with Jim Brown 10 times a game. <laughs> That's what he's always done. That's how it's gonna hey, hey, he hasn't picked his head coach. <laughs> just relax, Ray. You're right. My bad. You're right. <laughs> You're right. You're right. Hey, I was just tripping a little bit. <laughs> You think Jim Brown couldn't catch the ball out of the backfield? He could. Okay, with my second quarterback, I'm going to pick. I'm. I, I did. I did not want to do this, but he's on. The, he's on the board, so I might as well double up. I'm going to pick Peyton. Okay. I don't. 
Oh, man, I think you missed out on what you could have done with the double up on that position. Oh, I don't care about that kind of stuff. Not in this type of thing. If we're playing real fantasy where I'm getting points and and got money on the board, yes. For this, eh. Okay. Okay. Sop? Well, um, I'm going to take a running back, and I'm going to take one of my favorite players of all time. Um, On top of that, if we were going off fantasy points, dude uh, literally is like, has like two of the top five most fantasy points in a season. Uh, give me LT. Nice. Good Thomason. Pick. Yeah. Lawrence Taylor that's never the ran the ball later. No, Lawrence Taylor that's never the, ran the ball, Ray. No, that's the one I said I could steal later. So damn it. Stop. That's a good. Yeah, you weren't taking LT from me. I, I love LaDainian Tomlinson. Yeah, me too, man. That's a great pick, bro. So damn, I'm mad at myself with my fifth pick. I'm going to take Lynn Swan. Hmm. Interesting. Why? Why? Yeah. I think there's like 10 receivers that's available better than him, but uh, he's he's a great receiver now. I'm not dissing that. Yeah, I always thought Swan was always one of those guys who just ran immaculate routes and was very acrobatic. But coming back around for my sixth pick, I'm going to take the one and only Barry Sanders as my running back. God damn it. Sorry, Ray. All right. Okay. I'm going to have to get very, I'm going to have to get very, uh, oh, I like it. I like it. My back's against the wall. <laughs> All right. Uh, what is, what exactly are we, uh, are the like number of players we have to take? Total of 11, with, including the coach, but it's like, yeah, two. Stop. Quarters- you have one. Stop. You have one out of two quarterbacks. You have three out of six running back wide receiver tight ends. You need a defense and a head coach. Okay. Okay. Good. Good thing. Tony's not keeping track. Hey, exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. I, I got, I got a sneak for later. Uh, so you can go fuck yourself. Ray, uh, Ray and Tony and all them with your, uh, give me, give me Bo Jackson. Oh, okay. Okay. You well, got you're going to go, you're going to go there. Much like, give, much like, much like Toyota. You ask for it. You got it. Bo Jackson. Bandwagon <laughs> nerds sponsored by Toyota. Um, sometimes they hit, um, give me Eric Dickerson. Give me that record. Oh, with the goggles included. With the goggles. You you feel me? You feel me, though? Okay, I'm up twice, apparently, here. I will go with Marshall Falk. All right, let's, okay, take, let's like take a break, Tony. Before we do that, let's take our second commercial break. Since we are halfway through this, this draft, Tony's like, now we're going to make Tony think about this shit for a while. <laughs> so, Well, I already made the pick, right. but... I didn't hear it, so... Oh, okay, good. So, yeah, it doesn't count. It doesn't count if we didn't hear it. Anyway, we're going to take our second commercial break here. You're listening to the ultimate all-time football draft fantasy variety here on Bandwagon Nerds, a part of the ChairShot Radio Network right here on thechairshot.com. Why should you visit thechairshot.com? Thechairshot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. 
All right, we are back. We are going to finish off our ultimate all-time fantasy football team draft, whatever the hell you want to call it. I'm going to come up with a better name for this if we do it again. <laughs> Tony, <laughs> you are uh, you are making the turn here. It is your number seven pick on this whole thing. Uh, what? Where are you? Where did where did he go? He just left. I'm here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> who are who is your number seven pick, man? Who are you picking? Well, what a, what a, last one was Marshall Falk, right? Yes. yes. All right, then we got to go wide receiver. I'm going to take uh, Terrell Owens. Good luck with your locker room. It's my quarterback, Tox- man. Just like just like PC, toxic. Like Especially, that. man, if they're going to start talking DC Universe plans. <laughs> um, okay, I am going to go with Baltimore Ravens legend. And he played for another team, too, but Baltimore Ravens legend, Shannon Sharp. <laughs> Baltimore Nicely Ravens legend. <laughs> Thank you, sir. He played for another team somewhere, too. I, I can't remember the team. They, they were orange. It doesn't matter. He was Ravens legend. <laughs> orange. Sop, what do you got, man? Uh, I think it's time for me to take my head coach. So let me get the one that revolutionized the offense. Let me take out Bill Walsh. That's a good call. Yeah. That would be the second guy that I would imagine we picked. So, yeah, well done. Oh, let me think about this. Hmm. I should have had this figured out ahead of time, shouldn't I? But maybe not. No, it's fun <laughs> to do it in real life, real time. That's real, the real, real time, just yeah, real time sort of stuff. Um, Doug Williams, <laughs> you're a funny guy, Ray. Santana Moss. <laughs> I should take Joe Theismann just to piss everybody off. But I do it. No, do I, it. I won't. You know, I'm gonna take for my second quarterback guy who never won the Super Bowl, but damn, should have. I'm taking Dan Marino. Great pick. Great pick. Great pick. He was going to be who I, who I did. If I didn't pick Peyton, it was going to be Dan Marino. Isotoners. Oh, sorry. Wrong. Wrong properties. <laughs> Einhorn and Finkel. Finkel and Einhorn. That's right. I am going to now take uh, a kicker with my eighth pick, and I'm taking Adam Vinatieri, the best God clutch kicker. It. Sorry, Ray. <laughs> Can't catch a goddamn break. Yeah. Uh, I realized I forgot about him when I took Justin Tucker. Um, but you're right. I think maybe not. He doesn't have the Super Bowl. He has one Super Bowl. He was there in 2012, right? Tucker? Yeah, I think so. Oh, he was there in 2012. Tucker, I believe Tucker does. Yeah, because he's what, wasn't he the one who missed the kick against the Patriots the year before? Or was that somebody else? No, that's Billy motherfucking Cundiff. Okay, Don't remind me of that. Sorry. Yes. Sorry, Ray. Yes. <laughs> Don't remind me. Billy Cundiff and Lee Evans are persona non grata. In the entire state of Maryland, they're dead to you. Yes, indeed. Sorry that 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 came out a little too vitriolic. I apologize. So, so am I okay? Uh, so you said eleven, right? One, two, three. Right. Four, we are on what is this? Eight, Tony? Yeah, I I'm on my eighth pick. Uh, I'm gonna take. Uh, you know, I, if you haven't noticed, most of my players have been relatively new. Um, even Bo Jackson, but. I'm going to go way back. I have seen plays made by Don Hudson that are absolutely insane. And Don Hudson is a monster at wide receiver. Uh, uh, If you haven't, Ray, you should definitely. No, yeah, Don Hudson is a nice player. Yeah. 
Yeah, he's a, he, he played in he played in the NFL. Indeed. <laughs> these kids stop. These kids. Oh. Yeah, what do they know? Try being fifty like us. You're not fifty. You're <laughs> stop. Fucking feel get the fuck out of here. You're not even. Yeah, you're physically maybe you're like fifty. You've taken yeah, a that's 50, what I'm you've taken a fifty year old beating, but other Ray than is, that, Ray is oh, Ray is much older than you, Aesop. Like you like know what? Two years. Maybe <laughs> in actual age, but not in body. Like my my body's so bad. Well, yes, I've taken a, <laughs> I've taken a grand total of one bump in the ring. I imagine you've taken quite more than that. Uh, I took a bump on concrete yesterday, and that wasn't even in a regular match. I was that was me doing comedy. Maybe this is more Man, about your comedy. Uh, your comedy shows are very maybe, aggressive, aren't they? Maybe this you, is more about decision making. <laughs> you would have seen what I did uh, yesterday. I was that was <laughs> so since Ray. we're picking, since we want to pick none but old people, I'll pick Otto Graham. Is that old enough for you? I'm joking. On, I'm not man. picking out a fucking Graham. Y.A. Tittle. Um, you want some Y.A. Tittle? Y.A. Tittle. <laughs> No, also um, you can't you can't take out a gram. You already have two quarterbacks. Sit down, dude. You know Pat. I'm Pat would joking. be taking. Pat would be taking Sid <laughs> Not Luckman. The only one keeping track. Patrick Sid would Luckman. take Sid Luckman right about now, man. No doubt. No, uh, give me the most underrated receiver of all time. Give me Chris Carter. Okay, good call. Interesting. All right, Tony. Oh boy, oh boy. What do we do here? I think right here we want to take someone. Man, oh man. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to take someone that's just going to put everybody else to shame because we need the ultimate motivator regardless. Oh, we already got we already got the quarterback that can take care of the offense. He knows what's going on. He's been trained, but uh we're going with Vince <laughs> Lombardi as head coach. Nice. Mm. Good call. Oh, but I'm not going to draft the Packer. The ultimate Packer, the guy that the what fucking about? Drafts championship red is skin. <laughs> That's right. Thank you, Aesop. <laughs> and but, then know, come, we drafted him as in redskin form. That means he's definitely drunk. I, yeah, he was well, fighting cancer. I'd be drunk too. Shit. <laughs> Funny. Uh, I I got a position player, a defense, or a quarterback coming back around here. And I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to take a defense. I'm going to take the '86 Giants. Lawrence Taylor. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Maybe the biggest menace in NFL history. And uh, there's a lot of good support on the rest of that roster. That's where I'm going. Perfect example of a team that one Wilbur Marshall skill, one skill group was so dominant that the other two didn't need to be great. That linebacker crew was so good. You didn't need to have good. You didn't well, have good that, quarters. You need to have a good defensive lineman. Harry Carson was well, on there the, too, right? But the front. But there's but a linebacker. The, Harry Carson's another linebacker. No, but the front line was good, and they had solid safeties as well. So. Are they good because they play with two of the greatest linebackers of all time? Maybe. I mean, that's a question for every single defense you've ever seen. Mm. Um, give me Megatron, please. Don't act all smug when I gave you your fucking 2000 Ravens defense with me, motherfucker. Do that to Dave and Aesop. You didn't give it to him because I picked him in the second round. Uh, yeah, I <laughs> Ungrateful ass. Thank you, PC. <laughs> Very nicely done, Ray. Ray got Ray got Megatron. It's back to Aesop for your ninth. This is the ninth pick, yeah. What what? What the fuck is this? Sorry, I'm I'm busy looking at uh going through lists just for you know in case I miss anyone. Sure. I am sorely disappointed right now. 
uh, in, a, in this list. I can speak on it later. But um, I thought you were just disappointed in us. I'm like, I'm like what else is Aesop's disappointed in us? What else is new? You no, like, again, just very disappointed. I don't want to I don't want to steal or like uh, spoil my. What list are we talking about? I can't. I, I can't say anything because I might give away my idea. Uh, how many more do I need, Tony? I know I knew it need needed a defense. You need a quarterback, a position player, and a defense. Quarterback, position player, defense. Okay, good. <clears throat> All right. Uh, quarterback. All right, what, what is that? Is that the 14 uh, Seahawks that's Legion of Boom? Right? Yeah, le- well, it doesn't matter. It's Legion of Boom. Okay, I'll just take Legion of Boom. I want That's the one I was kind of looking for. The speed. Yep, <laughs> that's a good call. I am, with my ninth pick, I'm taking my head coach. And, yeah, it's going to be Joe Gibbs. You talked about him earlier. You know, the only quarterback, only coach to win the Super Bowl three times with three different quarterbacks. Come on. I mean, if if this is a NASCAR race, you got us licked. I was about to say, Joe Gibbs, the guy that is the, owns the NASCAR team? That guy, too. But before yeah. he did that, Ray, he was a one of the best coaches of all time. Mm-hmm. Really? What, what do you think they should name the trophy we play for? You guys, our trophy, the trophy that we play for. I mean, if if our teams played a football game, what do you think they should name the trophy? The, the Patrick Patrick o- like the, the Patrick O'Dowell, the Lombardi, <laughs> the Lombardi. Trophy no, I got it. Still? I got it. The Cristobal Cup. There you go. <laughs> right, Ray. Uh, and you know, for my next pick, my tenth pick, I'm keeping the homerism going. Wide receiver, Art Monk. Oh. Ooh. We've only one of the greatest of all time. It doesn't matter if it's a homer pick or not. He was tremendous. Sal, do you have a Packer? No. Oh. So, but all of us got uh, one of our favorite players on our team. So, or one of our team team guys. No, like I'm a. uh, I like the Packers. The Packers have never been my my like. Okay. I need. I'm a diehard. I just like football. I like individuals. Uh, and I'm for my my quarterback. I'm going to take my favorite player of all time, and I'm taking Drew Brees. Okay. All right. I am going to pick. You know, I got I got to represent for I got to represent for the for the state and for the city. Um, down here, this man is a legend. And with the team I got, he don't really, you don't really got to do much. But I'm I'm a shout out to the big homie Earl Campbell. I got Earl Campbell. Oh, you bastard, Ray! You snaked that one from me. I was love you, t- blue. Yeah, talk about. Yeah, I mean, the poor guy. If he had any longevity and didn't just take an absolute crushing amount of abuse in such a short time, and of course, you know, was playing for a team that didn't have the Steelers in their goddamn division. Well, well the the real the real point you I think you should make is if he had the the damn sense that Barry Sanders had. <laughs> yes. I'm out of here, bro. It's the PC Tunney with his 10th pick. He's rubbing his hands together. He's anticipating something. All right. I'm going to round out my team like this because Jim Brown can play tight end, running back, fullback, everything else. Even though he's a fullback. I need a guy who can run the ball and catch the ball. So I'm going to go really modern here, and I'm going to go the best version of Debo Samuel. So Tony has never watched football before before nineteen ninety eight. I 
I don't know. I'm just saying. And at quarterback, to bring it back around, I already have Patrick Mahomes. I'm going to take Michael Vick. I thought about taking him then, but I couldn't do uh, Drew Brees dirty. I, I could, yeah, but you can only put one on the field at a time, but I can put two, and they do two different things. No, I, I, I like the Vic pick for I like the I like the Vic pick to be dangerous, but with respect, Michael Vick may be my favorite player ever. My boy Vic can't hit none of these receivers wide open three out of five times. I got Patrick Mahomes. You're, you're right. Look, hey. Oh, so you're telegraphing to the defense what they're doing? Gotcha. <laughs> Ray, round out your team, man. Well, since the two greatest kickers of all time are gone. I gotta pick a guy I know that's once some... That's big time. I didn't right? Who'd you pick, Ray? I didn't hear that. I should pick. I should pick Ray Guy, right? He's no, a punter. I'm, I'm, He's a punter. He kicks yeah. kick too. <laughs> take no, Shane Lechner. Take no, Tony Zend. Tony Zendejas. There you no, go. Tony said. Uh, what's the dude Bill, that broke his? Bill Gramatica. Bill Gramatica. You got what, Bill yeah, Gramatica. But, yeah, Martin, the one that broke his leg. I think he You're taking Garrow Yaprenian, aren't you? No, I'm, I'm I'm taking Guskowski. Yeah, he, he got he got two rings, and he he if I think statistically he's like got the second highest kick percentage. So, David Guskowski behind Justin Tucker. That's well, right. you did pick my boy, so I mean, <laughs> Sop, what's your last pick, man? All right, I think uh, I think I'm gonna go sneaky on all y'all, and, and my last position player, you know. Tony wants to say, like, you want a guy that can do everything. Guess what? You guys haven't thought of everything. And give me, give me Devin Hester. Oh, you bastard. That's, that's a, that's actually a that sneaky, a sneaky. Ass good pick. So not only, not only can he right. return punts, yeah. Yeah, he can return it. kicks, he yeah, can play it. wide receiver, and he can play <laughs> cornerback. <laughs> you were done after the return game, buddy. By the way, he sucked at everything else. <laughs> um, my last pick, I am really tempted. While I'm tempted to take John Riggins, I'm going to actually go the opposite way of homerism. I'm taking Emmett Smith as my last running back. Mr. Irrelevant. Is it sad that I was hoping he wouldn't make the list? <laughs> He's the like, least- isn't he the all-time leading rusher? How do you not take him up? How do you not put him on the list? Least popular record of all time. I know too much about the dude personally to rock with him like that. So, yeah, it's a personal thing with me and Emma Smith. You, Dave, you're very, you have, you have all run game. You're like Swan and Monk and Tony Gonzalez. You're going to get dominated. Tony's, but he's, he's playing his, look, Dave's team is playing in 1988. That's when they're playing. So it works. I hope it's 85 because that's the defense he's got. Yeah, well, good luck scoring on him. <laughs> I mean, Jesus. <laughs> Dave's winning games 9-6. to six. I'll take it. He's got Adam Vinatieri, though, so likely oh, he is. Yeah, I, he'll win on a last-second kick. You guys are Lincoln. criticizing <laughs> Lynn Swan and Art Monk, really? Yes, we are, oh, indeed. <laughs> I will. I actually, honestly, Dave, I think Art Monk's a better receiver than Lynn Swan. Oh, I do too. Absolutely. You know, you did take Lynn Swan before him. So I don't know. You're shaming your boy, Art Monk. 
It was just the first thing that popped into my head, Ace. <laughs> to be honest with you, was like that's fair. I was like, I, I think you know, you see the Super Bowl highlights, you see that catch that Swan made in ten, you see the catch he made in Super Bowl thirteen. You know, Lynn Swan was a great route runner, and he was tough. I mean, he nearly got decapitated by Jack Tatum a few times, yes. and uh, still played. So, real quick before we get out of here, any people that shocked that didn't make it? Like Aaron Rodgers comes to mind, Marvin Harrison comes to mind, Brett Favre. Favre comes to yeah. No, I would honestly don't pick Brett Favre. Don't ever pick Brett Favre. I I more well, two bucks still to me. Your, I I more question the way you guys drafted your team. Why didn't you compliment your quarterbacks? Why didn't you compliment more so like your you know your whoa, 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 whoa. defense? What are you talking about? Are you, are you saying I didn't compliment my quarterback? No, they do the same thing. You guys quarterbacks all do the same thing. They can't fucking run. Well, we didn't draft an O line. In all fairness. So, you know, we have to assume, but Tom Brady has always been a pocket guy. Drew Brees is a pocket guy and, uh, yeah. they have solid, also, I have solid so blockers why do you, why with do you need LT, Bo Jackson and Rob Gronkowski. So say what you want. Series or do you have a guy for special plays? Well, here's so the reason why it's one team, this is like a A and a B team here, Sop. But you also, I think you're also thinking that. Running quarterbacks becoming the norm didn't happen until five years ago. Before it was there was one or two guys in the league that could do it. Now, in this world, every quarterback can run just about. So I mean, I think I have the most versatile guy out of everybody, Jim Brown. He could probably play defensive end and get five sacks a game. Well, all, he can only play nine games. All so. I know, all I know is that and, the and game if we get a pro where we play lacrosse, I win. Look, if the game's on the line. <laughs> And you're telling it's me possible. if the game's on the line the and you're telling me you've got Joe Montana and Adam Vinatieri to bail you out. I'm like, I feel good about my chances. Dave, I have Tom Brady and Justin Tucker. I feel really I good. I feel about good about your chances, too. <laughs> I, I got Aldo Greco, so it doesn't even matter. You guys <laughs> fucked it up. <laughs> you're number I one. I got the best pick, <laughs> Aldo Greco. There you go. They're going to kick it on their opening play yeah. of the drive. <laughs> First down. Field goal. Not your field goal. <laughs> Guaranteed points, baby. Mm. We beat you 30-28. You had four touchdowns. We had 10 field goals. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I, I feel I feel a Twitter poll coming on to determine which team is the best one, but we can't fit it all in a Twitter feed, so that sucks. But uh, back to back to my my bitching and complaint over this list of all-time NFL greats at every position uh on just returner so just returner they have cordero patterson number one who's the list what do you mean like who oh, else no, is no 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 stop it's because he got the record that's why he got the record now for kick returns but j this is not kick returns this is returner so that could mean that means kick and punt because they got uh devin hester number two well, here's the thing. If you really wanted to solidify that position, you would have taken Deion Sanders because given the yeah. chance, he was most Deion. electric in any kind of return you ever wanted. So you kind of fucked up. And to give Cordero a little credit, and to give Cordero a little credit, I know teams wouldn't kick to Hester at all, but a lot of Cordero's, a lot of Patterson's. Devin uh, Hester is like the guy from Kansas City, though, Hall or whatever. There was but, there's so many guys Hall? like that. But, Hester, um, Hester's the same thing. It's, he's, but, he's one of many. It's a, a new lot. guy every kind of year. This year oh, was the guy from the Packers. I mean, come on. 
Yeah, well, a you lot didn't of, draft anyone like that, so get a lot of. Oh no, no, I just have Tyreek Hill. No big deal. A lot oh, no, of patterns, punts or kicks ever in his life. No, no, no. Don't go look up the fucking stats or anything, ASAP. Just make sounds out of your mouth. I will. Yeah. My um. Ray, Ray's you got asking a bunch of slot receivers. Ray's asking about no, guys who didn't that, get drafted. You, guys talk, you don't even know what the fuck you're talking about. I'm tired of the sound effects when you're not even right. <laughs> um, you Mike, are you're wrong. You're so wrong. Michael Irvin didn't you're get drafted. So right Troy Don't complain to Al. Troy Aikman didn't get drafted. I'm not complaining yeah. to anybody. I'm spitting facts over here, and you're wrong. Steve Young didn't get drafted. There's. Yeah, you know, I thought about thought about drafting Steve Young. The point I was trying to make about Cordero Patterson before we just had a massive fight out of nowhere again well, is that Tunney and Tunney and, and Aesop are the new Tunney and Platt. You're pushing, but I got exact facts, and you're wrong, and you just play it off like that. So you know, can I, say, be, can I just say? Can I just say my fact? And you can do whatever else you want. Just let me say my facts. Five seconds, please, <laughs> please. Cordero <laughs> Patterson played most of his career where they, they kicked from the the thirty fives. So most of the kicks were touchbacks. So that is a lot more difficult to, to run kicks back in that regard. I'm done, please. The rest of you should have taken, should have taken Brian Mitchell. There you go. And that, that was a hell of a returner. Uh, Loki. I thought about it. <laughs> well, guys, I hope you had fun with this. Tony's, uh, Tony's, uh, indignance at, at our picks and his own, notwithstanding. I hope you guys had fun with it. A nice little, something different to do prior to the super bowl. Uh, let's go around before we get out of here. Your pick, who's winning the big game? Ray Cash, Chiefs or Eagles? Hey, man, I, I don't think I've ever pulled for a human being more than I pulled for Jalen Hurts. I love that young man. If I ever met him, I would shake his hand and tell him how much I think he's an awesome human being. And it makes me want to pull for him so much. So while I don't like the Eagles, I'm going, I'm going Eagles over Chiefs, and I'll give you 34 to 27. PC Tony, Chiefs, Eagles. Is it a disrespectful line, Ray Cash? What's the, I don't know what the line is. What's the line? I, I don't either. Oh, okay. Philly's a three-point <laughs> favorite or something? Oh, there you go. Not, you don't have any facts. Ah, we're talking about numbers. More noise to try and make a point over there without factual evidence. Uh, no big deal. Listen to Down the Wire, by the way. Uh, great show. Um, Fucking everybody's getting their feelings hurt. Maybe there's too many people with soft feelings and fucking wrestling. Oh, you don't want to fucking start a gunfight with a nuclear in a nuclear war. There you go. Um, Ray, disrespectful. I don't know if the if the line's going to be that big. I'm going Patrick Mahomes and Kansas City. I said it all year. Love the Eagles story. Jalen Hurts is a phenomenal quarterback, but Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, they get it done. Um, I think the big D tackle up front for Kansas City is the Super Bowl MVP. Jones, right? Yeah, the guy who made all the big plays against uh, Cincy. Sop, who do you got in the big game here? Uh, Well, first of all, the lines across the board is Eagles minus one and a half. So um, there there you have it. Uh, The thing that I look at, though, is the defense. And the Eagles defense is so fucking good. It's ridiculously good. And that's not to besmirch the Kansas City defense. They've been playing really good as well. But there are far more holes in that uh, that defense. I get it. The Eagles do the same shit. They just run the ball. 
but I really feel good about the Eagles. In a good conscience, I cannot pick the Philadelphia Eagles to win the Super Bowl for obvious reasons. <laughs> so I will be going with the Kansas City Chiefs, who I do think will win. I think I think Philly's a damn good team. I think they're both really good teams. But yeah, Tony's quarterback, Patrick Mahomes, um, just knows how to get it done. And you can't and that's, I, that's entirely fair. And you just can't take that away from him. So I will take the chefs to I mean the Chiefs to win this whole thing. Let's go around the room one last time, let everybody know where can they check you out on social media. We'll start with the violent gentleman, the man with the 50-year-old body, even trapped in a 30-year-old. But anyway, it's the one and only Aesop Mitchell. Man, what do you got going on? Where can people check you out? Uh, feel free. Listen to Down the Wire. You can come and listen to professional sports talk in uh, unprofessional ways with me and my brother, Tom. Uh, we are just gearing up for the end of this NFL season with some more fun. So be prepared and give a listen down the wire. Uh, also, you can find me on Twitter at Andy Reed's Supply Freezer. That's your burner account? Yes. All right, cool. Ray Cash, where can people check you out and what's going on on uh, the world of the Reverend? Well, of course, you can find me on uh, Elon Musk's internet at uh, It's Ray Cash, R E Y as Mysterio, C A S H as in dollars. And of course, you know, Hey, now and then when I get that call from uh, the chair shot head honcho PC Tunney, like that. Um, yeah, I do. I do podcasts every night. So, you know, you may see me on bandwagon nerds. You may see me on uh, chair shot NFL. You may see me on whatever pies warriors. And there's a little show called the outsider's edge that we did this past week with none other than chair shot head head honcho PC Tunney. Check that out. Yes. So I heard anyway, we won't get into that right now. Uh, PC Tunney. <laughs> PC Tunny, we're uh, Mr. Saturday Night Special, Sunday morning quarterback. Where can they check you out? You didn't like the top 10s uh, list on I, that I, show? I took some issues with Ray's number one, but we won't. We don't need to get into that right now. So, Wow, Ray. Damn. <laughs> Ray. Damn. 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 Yes. Not we know, happy. We know the big dog unleashed. He doesn't even go by that anymore. Come on, Ray. That's so. That's so. Hey, three years legacy, ago, baby. That's a great shirt, was, though. That's a good. Shirt. That's a great here, shirt. I was here when all of y'all was like, "Who's that?" No one. I've been, man. I've been a fan of this dude since he was in FCW, bro. Square business. You can find me at Jim Brown Rules and y'all suck. dot com. That's a, uh, <laughs> a long. Thechairshot. dot com. You guys, come on now. It's WrestleMania season. Podcast galore. All the great opinions, uh, Chair Shot Radio Network, great T-shirts, and of course, you know, we got it going on all the time here on Bandwagon Nerds every Monday morning. Uh, follow me at PC Tunny, and you can find me on Twitter at Joe Gibbs, number one fan. Uh, you can also find me on <laughs> you, Twitter. You, did you book uh, fucking Dominic and Rey Mysterio on SmackDown, by the way, in that fucking race car match or what? That's right. That's that's coming up at WrestleMania. You can check me out on Twitter at Attitude Ag. That is at Attitude A-G-G. Facebook.com slash Attitude of Regression. Also, of course, you are. Please follow Bandwagon Nerds on Twitter at Bandwagon Nerds. That is going to do it for this episode. A reminder again next week, That 70s Project returns the greatest family shows of all time. I cannot wait to see how Ray Cash and I absolutely infuriate poor Patrick O'Dowd with our lists. All cartoons. All cartoons. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, no, I had a time. I'm so say. anxious. It's like you guys make me so nervous. <laughs> but until then, 
nerds of all kind, get yourself out of the basement. Get some sun. Make sure you check out the Super Bowl. Do some stat checking. Did Tunney's team, does it match, do, do our teams match up against Tunney's statistically, or are we all crazy? <laughs> You've been listening to Bandwagon Nerds right here on the Chairshot Radio Network, a part of thechairshot.com. I wasn't always the fastest. I wasn't always the smartest. But I believed within myself that I was a giant. Then he pivots, fakes, chucks the big bomb halfway down the field to our hopefully still wide open tailback. I call it the annexation of Puerto Rico. Not bad. Really? I kind of stole it from you. Raiders, Vikings, Super Bowl XI. Hey, you are a genius. Thanks. Problem is, we don't have a tailback. Hmm. Listen, what if you tried this? You know what this is called? Whoa! Intimidation. Whoa! Now, tomorrow when you go to the game, you don't want to be intimidated. So let me see your game faces. No, no, come on, guys, you can do better than that. Let me see your game faces. Try this. Hey, Coach, mind if I ask you something? Yeah. I got kind of a big game coming up. You got any advice? Good luck. Wait, that's it? Later. Listen, there's no big secret to winning football. It's just doing what these guys do every game. Just go out and give it your best. Bottom line, I took a team to a Super Bowl and we won. I even had some guys on that team that nobody wanted. But we were a team, and that's what you guys are. You're a football team. That's kind of like a family, except you get to hit each other. But you have to stick together. Do that, you'll be fine. Thanks, Mr. Madden. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.